You're invited to settle in with me while we navigate the trails that lead to projector fulfillment. I'm Alex Cantone, and you're listening to another self-projected transmission. So I was trying to record this episode and I'm just like sobbing because I'm upset about the situation that I found myself in recently. And I've been invalidating all of my feelings and telling myself that I don't have permission to be this upset because it wasn't that serious. And it's like, why do I do that? Why do I lessen the intensity of my experiences to match the level of vulnerability that others are willing to meet me at, which isn't even near scratching the surface of the level of depth that I have access to? And why does it always feel mismatched? You know, like, why do I always feel like I feel so much deeper and experience so much more and take things to heart. And it's like, why do I, why am I always the one who's wearing my emotions and sensitivities on my sleeve? Making the decision to invest your time and energy in someone is not something that should be taken lightly. I'm a very selective person and I'm incredibly selective about who has access to me, and what level of depth they have access to. So when I make the decision to open myself up and be vulnerable and be open, I'm arriving to that connection, to that relationship with a level of trust, with a level of trust. And I don't know, lately I've been wondering if maybe I need to work more on my discernment Like, do I need to be more discerning when it comes to who I am choosing to be open with? I've spent years closed off. I experienced like a pretty rough relationship, I would say, towards the end of college. And it just sort of, I lost myself in it. I... I chose not to look at myself in it. I didn't lose myself. I chose not to look at myself. I didn't have the capacity to look at myself, to stand up for myself. I really let it break me down. I let it destroy my confidence. I let it destroy my self-worth. I let rejection lead me to believe that I was not enough in multiple areas. It led me to believe that I asked for too much, that I was too much that my desires were too much, that my emotions were too much, that my feelings were too much, that I just go too deep, that it's not that deep. It's not all so serious. It doesn't all have to be so serious all the time, Alex. But I don't know, like this is who I am. I've made myself wrong for so many years for being that person who sees so much, whether it be the truth in a situation the potential, the possibility, you know, and I actually really like that part about myself that can look at something or someone and see like the maximum potential. I can see past what's 
happening right now and tap into what's available. And sometimes I feel like I actually have the tools, I have the resources, I have the knowledge, I have the awareness, I have the understanding to be able to to show you that. So when I see someone or encounter someone who is showing a slight willingness to see themselves, to open up to their own potential and own possibility, I go all in. Like I commit because that is a fucking high to me. It's a treat for me to be able to hold someone in a light that allows them to see them through the lens that I see them through. And I know that it's a gift to be seen by me. I know that because it's been reflected back to me how special I make people feel when I see them. And I know what it feels like for people to open up and to come to me to be seen, to be shown their potential because I know I can do that. I know that's a part of me. And I think the most heartbreaking thing is when you want someone to see themselves so badly to the point where you sacrifice yourself to be of service to the other. And then you get caught up in that dreaded potential trap of accepting bottom of the barrel treatment. Because you're telling yourself that you're staying here for the long haul. You're sticking around because you know that you can offer something. You know that you can offer some sense of of potential, of possibility for this person who might be literally saying to you, like, I do not want this. Why do we hang on to that? It becomes this challenge because... In some situations, like you get this little, these little pockets where someone opens up to the idea, the possibility of it, you know, they invite you in for a moment. (laughs) And I think that that's something that's so important to talk about when it comes to projectors and relationships. One of the most potent gifts that we possess as projectors is our ability to see potential and room for improvement in everything that we look at, especially in other people. People come to us because they see that we can hold them in a light that allows them to step into potential that perhaps other people have never recognized in them before. And that is intoxicating. I know it because I've been in relationship with projectors. And I just don't just mean romantic relationships, just in relationship with projectors. And I know how it feels on the other side of just feeling so deeply seen and loved and cared for by a projector is a love that I have not experienced with anyone else. So I can imagine how it feels to be on the receiving end of what it is that I have to offer someone when I want to open myself up to seeing them, to supporting them, to loving them, to connecting with them, to guiding them. And I think it's so important for myself moving forward 
that I'm super clear on what an invitation feels like in relationship because I do this thing where I can hold on to that one time, that one conversation, that one interaction, that one moment of vulnerability, that one time they were attuned and they saw me and forget about the importance of consistency and reciprocity in relationship. And I think that speaking from my own experience as a projector, where I've seen myself end up getting really hurt, is that I take those little glimmers of hope as invitations to go deeper, to continue, to remain open. And there's nothing wrong with remaining open in the face of uncertainty. The fact is nothing's ever going to be completely certain, right? But what I mean here is continuing to give it my all when I'm not feeling fully seen, thinking that if I just give more, if I just do more, they'll realize They'll step into it. They'll offer me what I want. And I'm not playing that game anymore. The guessing game of do they see me or not? Am I invited or not? If I have to continuously show up and ask myself or that person, do they see me? Do they really see me? The answer is no. I have to ask myself that question, the answer is always no. Because it's not this logical thing. It's not this checklist. Well, are they doing this? Are they doing that? Are they doing this? Are they doing that? Do I feel fully seen? Because I think that projectors in relationship really do want to help and guide the people who they love. It's just a part of our nature. We really want to. We really love to. There's nothing more nourishing to me when a friend who deeply loves and appreciates me comes to me and asks me to see them and asks me if I could projector them or see them for a second. You know, like that feels so good to me to have that reciprocated open invitation with someone. And if we don't feel like we have an open invitation in our most intimate relationships, then it's likely that we're not being seen for our whole selves. We can't show up as ourselves off of these little like once in a while, you know, invites. Okay, like think about it like this. Literally think about this. (laughs) Think about the difference between receiving a formal invitation in the mail for something six months from now versus getting a text from someone the night before asking if you want to hang out tomorrow. Like energetics, energy aside and like whatever, all that stuff. Like think about the respect in that of someone saying, I know who you are right now. I see who you are right now so deeply that I want to 
be with you and invite you into this thing six months from now. I want to create an invitation right now, a container for the next six months for us to connect and expand into this thing versus, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Versus being an afterthought. So when it comes to the invitation, it's not like invitations are all formal, but think about the energetics of formality versus casualty. The energetics of feeling like someone wants to be in it with you consistently for the long haul. I want to create this container, this open invitation for us to interact and deepen into this experience by stating exactly what they want, exactly what they see in you, and how they want to show up for you versus being an afterthought, being a casual text, being a late night booty call. Like those are invitations too. Don't get me wrong, but are they the ones that you want? Do you want to feel like someone took the time to hand write you a love letter? Or are you going to settle for the last minute phone call? So when thinking about the invitations you're receiving, the quality of people who are finding their way to you, what they're asking you for, what they're expecting from you, throw it on that scale. One end being formal, handwritten, ink, you know, like custom fucking, what's that called? Calligraphy. Maybe it's even sprayed with a scent on custom stationery. Does it feel like you are being so seen, like this was created and addressed to you? Or is it just a fucking booty call? Is it just a text message? Is it just an afterthought? I'm going to apply this to everything moving forward. It's not about what the invitation looks like. It's about what it feels like when you receive it. When you receive that connection, that level of connection, that conversation, that interaction, that eye contact, that person who's reaching out for whatever it is, under whatever context, Does it feel like it's being personally addressed to you? Or is it just like a piece of chain mail that's been sent out to 50,000 people with no personalization? Is it just someone scrolling through their phone, figuring out who they can call, who will be available for them? Who is easy? Do you want to be available and be super easy? Or do you want to set the standard where someone knows that if they want access to you, they have to make it known that they want you and why? That is not an unrealistic standard to set. That's me talking to myself right now. Because I'm like, well, that's excessive. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's not excessive. That's not too much. That's not asking for too much. Your invitations should feel personally addressed to you every single time because they are your invitations. You should want to hang them up on your fridge. You should want to frame them and put them in your office. You should be proud of every single invitation you receive and say yes to. You shouldn't want to hide in the face of admitting what you said yes to, what you settled for. 
So when it feels like you're just an afterthought, you're just a late night booty call, you're a receiver of the chain mail, ask yourself, are those the types of invitations I want to say yes to? My answer is fuck no. And if someone doesn't understand why, if someone's like, well, I'm going above and beyond. Like I thought that I was being, you know, really thoughtful and really this and really that. That doesn't matter what they think. This is about how you feel in the face of the opportunity that you are being presented with. This is about, do I want to make this energetic investment in this thing? And listen, like it doesn't always have to be the handwritten love letter that you're saying yes to. You have free will at the end of the day. You use your authority at the end of the day. The strategy is just what you're receiving. Your authority is what you're tapping into to discern. So you can say yes to the chain mail. You could say yes to the late night text, to being an afterthought, and you'll learn something. You'll go through your experience. And I think it's important to do that and important to recognize that, you know what, sometimes I am going to say yes to that thing that sort of I'm met in the middle. But know that, know what you're setting yourself up for. Know, know the possibility of what you're setting yourself up for, right? There's no like right, wrong, better, worse. I mean, arguably a handwritten love letter is much better than getting a late night text at 2 a.m. But I don't know. I don't know what you like better. I don't know where you're at. But I know where I'm at right now. And I'm going to start to treat my energy with much more love and respect than I have been up until this point. I'm going to start feeling into the energetics of the interactions I'm having and ask myself, does this feel like a handwritten love note? Does it feel like someone actually took the time to consider how to approach me, how to get access to me, how to connect with me, how to understand me, how to see me, how to love me. Do I feel seen and respected and deeply appreciated here? If the answer is no, I'm out from now on. And that's just where I'm at. So if you have been settling for the bottom of the barrel because you think that that's the only thing that you are worthy of receiving, let me tell you right now, that is just a story you are telling yourself. There are people out there who are just waiting to give you the golden invitation, but you just need to slow down, look around, ask yourself, what am I accepting right now? And begin to see yourself as worthy of receiving more than what you're currently allowing. And you don't have to fully believe that it's possible. But just be open to the possibility that you can step into something greater than what you are experiencing right now. That it can be too good to be true.
It should be too good to be true. The interactions you have should feel like you are being celebrated, that the spotlight is on you. And when you give to someone else, when you give them the gift of your guidance, you should leave feeling so appreciated and energized by that interaction. No more walking out of a scenario and giving a sigh of relief and going, oh gosh, well, you know, at least they got something out of it and I survived. So I made it out this time. If that's how you are leaving your interactions, it's time to align yourself to a new frequency. We need to feel nourished by who we are choosing to interact with. We have become so comfortable with settling for mediocre that we have forgotten the potential of what is available for us to step into right now. But only you can set the standard for what you are willing to accept. You have to set the tone. And that's your only job. See yourself and set the tone for the types of invitations that you are willing to receive. I'm Alex Cantone, and you're invited.